0: So today I'm interviewing my own twin brother, who is a naturopath. And so he is—he has a diploma in naturopathy. And uh, as soon as it's available, I'm sure he's going to cr- uh, go and do further study on naturopathy. Is that right, Sean?
1: Uh, yeah, bachelor degrees, uh, pretty much mandatory now. So I was quite lucky to get in uh, on the advanced diploma. I was one of the last students to do it. Back several years okay. ago
0: now okay so you know because I am your twin brother uh, there's you know a lot of things I know but I do remember in high school that uh, you you went and did uh, what's that thing that we did Sean what's that thing
1: work experience yes
0: yeah, so we did work experience at um, the College of Natural Therapies there in Sydney Is
1: that yeah right? the, the nature care college in St. Leonard's in Sydney. Yes.
0: So,
1: just tell us a little
0: bit uh, about what you were exposed to when you went there and did uh, your uh, your work experience. Yeah.
1: So, uh, so we went there. I was, it was grade 11. I did it in both grade 10 and grade 11. I went to the nature care college. And, uh, well, you get two weeks of exposure to everything. So, I did everything from massage to Herbal medicine, homeopathy, Ayurvedic dieting—we uh, did. Uh, that's what I can remember. I remember doing uh, flower essences and things like that. So that's a form of homeopathy. Uh, it's vibrational, okay. vibrational medicine. But yeah, it's okay, um, cool. so, you so you did that's lots and lots of things. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty cool. And then we—you kind of—and then you didn't take the the alternative lifestyle approach to life at all oh, did you really from there we kind of just we just went back into normal traditional life really didn't we
1: uh, Yeah, so I guess uh, I was only 15 16 at the time I didn't really appreciate yeah, the opportunity that I was given having gone to the, the college but uh, yeah. yeah I had a child at 22 with my you know my partner, and um, so I had to go make some money, and so I went yeah. into construction, and I then went into mining instead. Yeah.
0: So where was? Tell us about that moment when you decided to do naturopathy. When was
1: that? Uh, so I guess I, my return started about 2010. I had a mining accident where I nearly lost my life. Uh, yeah, I have I scars, uh, broken arm, broken leg, and I was lucky to walk out of that alive. And I guess sitting in that hospital, I realized I really had to start moving forward with my life. But more importantly, being drugged to the eyeballs and just the, yeah, the effects the drugs were having on me, like morphine and ketamine and then codeine. And yeah, it took me a long time get away from that sort of stuff and i realized that you know my i wrecked my gut function Uh, i was in a pretty bad place because of the the high dosage of antibiotics and these were yeah broad spectrum antibiotics that i was given because it was a mine underground mine that i had the accident in and so uh yeah they pumped me full of everything imaginable
0: Yeah, and so what kind of physical effects did all that kind of uh, the antibiotics, the morphine, sort of painkillers, so like what kind of effects did that that have on you sort of during and after? Because so if I can give an example, like so I had shoulder surgery maybe five years after your accident, so 2015. And the one thing I noticed is I just became riddled with candida from just the amount of antibiotics that was getting pumped into my body like uh, and
1: so if i can just explain that before uh, you go on poor
0: diet helped a little
1: yeah so uh candida is a fungus not a a yeast infection not a, a bacteria so antibiotics won't affect candida so when you take a lot of antibiotics uh it kills off all the good and bad bacteria in your gi tract system and what it does, it leaves a lot of real estate in your GI tract available for for Candida to just spread like wildfire. And then when you try to reseat that good bacteria, it's very difficult because there's no, literally no no housing left for the good bacteria to, to take residence in. They, they can't get a, a, a good foothold in your GI tract. And so it can take a long time, a lot of probiotics, and a lot of gut, gut work to to get that microbiome back
0: yeah and i i just kind of felt uh you know so i my arm was in a sling i was at home a lot and um and i also felt that i i had no education you know on how to look after myself while i was going through this uh you know i probably was having too many copies with sugar in it during the day so that was probably not helping uh you know my candida problem and um, by the end of it I just felt so ill and it took me I think it took like a a year and a half to be able to get back to normal after you know I think I was on antibiotics for six weeks after painkillers as well and uh, it it took me a year and a half just like red rash like all over my
1: groin my tongue under
0: my arms as well Okay, yeah. I was not in good shape.
1: That's a very common sense. Yeah, so,
0: so, and that was my awakening. That's when I was like, wait, this can't be the only way to, and again, like, I'm not saying that I shouldn't have gone and had my shoulder surgery. It's more of the aftercare is where I felt there has to be a different way to be able to get myself back on track rather than just, just piling pills and pills and pills into my body that was just destroying like the balance of my body so for you uh you know your your awakening your natural awakening was your accident and thereafter because i know for a long time uh you know you're on morphine and stuff like that and you know you were you were pretty messed up, yeah. lying so in a hammock they put
1: me on, a year. They, yeah, they put me on ketamine to get me out of the mine. They kept me on morphine to fly yeah. me to Britain from Mount Isa to Brisbane, which is about a 2,500 kilometre flight. Um, yeah, and then I spent about seven days on a lot of morphine while they tried to get the infection and swelling out of my leg and my arm so they could do surgery. Um, Afterwards, I was on a lot of painkillers for a long time until eventually I gave gave it all away and, yeah, decided to just let it all happen naturally. I I dealt with the pain. The pain was good because the pain, it limited me to what I could do naturally. So I wasn't taking away the pain and then pushing myself past my physical limits at the time. You know, my pain kept me within my limits and I healed a lot quicker. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay. Next question. So, um, so how, uh, I think it was within 18 months or two years that you started your naturopathy study. Is oh, that right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, so, 2014, I think it was, yeah.
0: <clears throat> okay, so what kind of lifestyle changes did you make? Like, So the minute you started studying and starting to gain knowledge on natural therapies, what kind of changes did you make in your lifestyle once you had the the knowledge so uh,
1: probably in the first 12 months of study we did a lot of nutrition a lot of nutritional medicine probably the first thing I discovered through reading a lot of uh, studies clinical trials and things like that was the the meat issue which is now a very big thing uh, we've all seen the game changes and things like that and uh, it was it was a real eye-opener so for me this was back several years ago now and uh, yeah, I began to discover some of the clinical evidence that was showing us that we really shouldn't be eating meat. Uh, more importantly, it, it took it down to a biochemical level. So I could understand on a biochemical level what was actually happening in the gut. And this whole concept of uh, disease starts in the gut. This is where it all comes from. It comes from the chemistry that comes out of the, the meat as it's being digested and it's this harmful chemistry like ammonia and uh, uric acid and well there's others as well and how it destroys the gut wall and how it eventually makes its way into the actual abdominal cavity through the gut wall Uh, but yeah that was the probably the first thing was the diet change the diet Uh, second thing i did was i began to manufacture my own herbal medicine and I, I i i took it i i manufactured the herbal medicine for the simple uh reason of giving it to myself and my family and yeah, seeing the improvement in all of us when we did that uh was yeah myself to the point, have done
0: it yeah. too and yeah it works it does I'm it really works
1: you are you are the the a world. contrarian you will always take yeah. the opposite road to me <laughs> but in this one thing it's yeah. like it's just this
0: no i can't yeah so it is. It, proof.
1: Yeah. yeah uh you know i my my take my wife for example she's always had low blood pressure adult acne and all that as soon as we got her uh, onto the uh, herbal medicine it all just cleared up so the acne cleared up um with my children uh, i always have them on in, uh, immune boosting herbs and your nootropic uh, herbs, which is your brain herbs and your memory information retention. And I feed them these things all the time. And, you know, especially my little daughter, she, you know, she does amazing. Yeah. They never get sick. And it's
0: great. Um, so there's always that, uh, once you start learning about the, you know, natural remedies. There's always that case, case against you know, modern living, but what's the one thing when, with modern living, what do you think is the biggest problem that we have with food right now?
1: Uh, I think people have a very unhealthy relationship with food, and, that, and that, I mean that in two ways. First of all, we have an obsession with food. Uh, I see people who actually start to stress, they go into their fight and flight mechanism if they haven't eaten in like three or four hours they're stressing about eating Uh, the other one is food choices you know i see people especially youngsters drinking well i shouldn't when i say youngsters i mean people in their 20s who should know better but don't and they're they're eating uh takeout food uh, service station foods out of the you know out of the hot box and uh consider a pie and a sausage roll their breakfast and know with a can of coke and a mars bar that's breakfast and you know it's terrible yeah energy drinks are another one energy drinks you know uh, a lot of you know young folk they got migraines headaches uh, and all this and they don't realize that a lot of the time it's from the energy drinks especially the aspartame which is found, which is the artificial sweetener uh, the other one as well is the is the sh- just the sugar. The, the um, There's this concept called the bliss point where manufacturers put a certain amount of sugar into their products to make it a- addictive. It gets to a point where you taste it and you go, yeah, that's good. And then your body starts to crave it because there's uh, just that right amount of sugar. Not too much that you're... Um, it's not too much that you're... Uh, you know, it's too sweet and you can't, you know, you ever had a coffee where somebody's put too many sugars in it and you drink it and you're like, Oh, that's too sweet. You know, you have that problem no, and then yeah. it's the opposite, <laughs> you're not as good. Yeah. Drinking See, yeah
0: I've just, oh man, I still put sugar in my coffee. I'm working on it, man.
1: You need to get rid of but yeah. sugar. Yeah. No, but, I that, know. but that's what they I do. I actually do.
0: now, yeah. sorry, carry
1: on. But they put, they put sugar in everything and it creates a, an addiction. To that food. Uh, so that's another issue that we have. But uh, yeah, people have an unhealthy obsession with food. Uh, it's one of the things I talk about the most in my consultations is, well, you know, what am I going to eat? It's like, you know, fruit and vegetables. And they're like, that's it. It's like, yes, that's it. You know, you can do some pretty creative stuff with just fruit and vegetables. Uh, and a lot of people, they, if it, they find it difficult to get off the meat and the dairy uh, and the eggs and things like that. But once they do, the response is always the same. And that is, I feel so much better. Um, You know, I know we probably shouldn't be talking about this, but things like their bowel motions. So like, so this is what a, a normal bowel motion feels like. I had one lady message me and say, I went, I went to the toilet twice today. I'm like, you should be going twice every day. She's like, I've never gone twice a day for as long as I can remember. Maybe every second day, every third day. And there's nothing healthy about that. Yeah. It's not healthy. Mm.
0: All right. So let's um, let's talk about like, <clears throat> uh, so just before we started the interview here, like I uh, I read you on my question and you said that I got it wrong, but I want to say it anyways that, uh, okay, how does iridology diagnose
1: sickness so okay first of all iridology doesn't diagnose anything Uh, as naturopaths we don't (laughs) diagnose uh truth is my belief is that there is no real disease what we're experiencing is is the body sending out alarm signals and that's all we've done is we've grouped those alarm signals together and we've given them names that's effectively what a disease and
0: that's is. That's diagnosis, yeah. And that is and diagnosis. Okay, yeah.
1: But what iridology does do is it allows you to see where the inflammation is in the body. It shows you where okay, it's coming from. Okay,
0: let's before we go on. Before we go on anymore, just just, just tell everybody what uh, inflammation is.
1: Inflammation. So inflammation is uh, it's an immune response that consists of. Uh, white blood cells, immune factors and other like uh, enzymes and other chemicals, I guess. Uh, So one of the main things that uh, an inflammatory response does is it uh, it allows your capillaries to dilate, which allows everything from white blood cells to get out of the blood system and into the surrounding tissue and the, the body cavities. Uh, helps to... So it's
0: kind of like a healing mechanism. Yeah,
1: it's designed to be a a healing mechanism. mechanism. It's actually a a, a response to trauma.
0: Inflammation,
1: the inflammation cascade is supposed to be a response to trauma, which should give you a bit of a a clue as to if you are full of inflammation as to what's going on, your body is traumatized. The question is, is what's causing the trauma? Because if you haven't been hit and you haven't been in an accident and you haven't injured yourself then why is your body full of inflammation that should be a question you should be asking yourself yeah that an inflammation isn't always uh from an injury or something like that it's often from a toxin or uh something a build-up of something in the body that shouldn't be there that's probably the the easiest way to answer that question the uh the usually is from acid so Metabolic acids, build up of metabolic acids, build up of dietary Which comes acids,
0: from sugary products.
1: So metabolic yeah. acid comes from cells. It's a natural byproduct of cell life. Okay. Dietary acid is a byproduct of our digestion. So meat okay. is one of those okay. things. Uh, but I just want to say you do need some acids in your diet. Your body needs to produce salts, um, and so. Acids are important, but when you get an overload of acid, it's often referred to as systemic inflammation or systemic yeah, okay. acidosis and so this is when you, you're pretty much acidic from head to toe uh, and you've usually got multiple symptoms that point to acidosis and Acidosis occurs from, t- from two main things. First of all, the kidneys Uh, Your kidneys are what are responsible for removing acids from the body Uh, Your liver is there to break down acids into free hydrogens and uh, your uh, Your lymphatic system is the transport system for these acids So your blood your blood is always at the same pH your blood only goes from 7.45 to 7.35. So 7.45 is oxygenated blood and 7.35 is deoxygenated venous blood. And that's pretty much as as far as your blood moves. So your blood's never acidic. It's the other fluid in your body called the lymphatic system. That's the one that becomes acidic. It's the one that surrounds all of your organs. It touches every tissue in your body. Uh,
0: And as it becomes more acidic, Swelling can occur.
1: Yeah, and so and so you get swelling, you get edema, and it all starts with coagulation, lymphatic coagulation, or congestion. It just the lymphatic system slows to a halt, and the because it's just too much toxins. Yeah, because anything uh, anything that is acidic, uh, it will coagulate, will agglomerate. Agglomerate means to create masses and chunks and it okay. blocks, blocks the lymphatic vessels and stops your body from being able to naturally siphon away all that uh, lymph. Now, lymph fluid is very interesting because it's the plasma part of your blood. So when, the, when your blood gets down to the capillary beds, it pushes, that's what your blood pressure does, it pushes the plasma part of your blood out into the surrounding, into your body cavity, into your, let's call it your abdominal cavity. And it pushes the the plasma. As soon as the plasma leaves the capillary, it changes its name from plasma to lymph. Uh, See, the lymphatic system is also the place where your fats, your dietary fats are all absorbed. They're they're not absorbed into the blood. They're absorbed into the lymph system. So the lymph system has this oily sort of texture to it, whereas plasma is more like watery. And that's the difference. That's the main difference. And so with it being that lipid, oily Texture. Any sort of acid will coagulate it really easily, and so, and it doesn't have a pump like the blood system does. It doesn't have the heart to pump. It re- re- relies entirely on muscle movement. That's why they say walk okay. for thirty minutes a day. That's the reason behind, okay. you know, walk for thirty Exercise. minutes a day. Yeah. Okay. Get that lymphatic cool. system pumping, not the heart, the lymph. <clears throat> All
0: right. So let's go back to. Uh, let's just go back to iridology so let's just let's just talk about what it is tell me what iridology is
1: so iridology is the study of the iris which is the colored part of the eye and the sclera the white so you got iridology and sclerology they basically go hand in hand now with iridology what you're primarily looking at is genetics Uh, genetics are really interesting because you can have somebody with a weak, say, like thyroid, there might be a sign in the thyroid zone of the eye, and excuse me, and it might.
0: Uh, and how does that look? What does it look like when you're looking at it?
1: It looks like a, a teardrop, or a, a flower petal.
0: So, like, uh, what color is it?
1: It can range from depends if the person has a blue eye, or a brown eye. Is it eye. like a
0: smudge? Is it like a? a no, it's usually like quite a defined a smudge.
1: Okay. It's usually quite defined but uh, what it does is it shows it's uh, like a teardrop or a flower petal and it can range from almost the same color as your eye a lighter color than your eye if it can get quite white as well uh, that that usually means hot a lot of inflammation Uh, it's usually quite an active sign which usually means that well, wherever this particular sign is there's usually something going on in that area of the body so let's say thyroid again you usually indicate like a hyper thyroid condition so an overactive thyroid if it's really dark and going into almost black uh, which means that uh, the it's called a lacuna the little flower petal is it's gone deep into the iris <clears> they <throat> usually is that means, the one that goes
0: around the eye is that the, is it around the eye or is it just like a little thing inside so the eye it's
1: the colored part around the eye
0: okay okay yeah, yeah.
1: so okay. it's like the colored part behind the eye uh this one might be a better this one here might be a better example yeah that's what See, so that's what a lacuna looks like see them
0: okay yeah there's different types yeah. there's like yeah
1: this okay. here is a very inflamed human being uh what else have we got here yeah there's a couple of examples there so this is the different colored <clears throat> eyes that you can get but mainly okay. lacunas where is it that one there this shows you that all the different Let's see if I can get it in there come on these show all this different sort of uh, ways an eye can look so the one at 12 o'clock that's a lacuna that's a very, that's a genetic weakness if you that's had that the
0: bl- is it the, is it the yeah. blackness in there or yeah yeah I, don't know, I can't that black
1: that black is okay yeah i got it i got that, it okay i got it and that represents yeah. a genetic weakness and quite a quite a significant one you'd expect a hypothyroid condition in that so usually white hot and uh if that black lacuna had a white line around it like a border around it that would indicate that a very active yeah very very active uh, but that
0: one's non, not so active, that one there. No, no,
1: but the genetic weakness is there. And so this okay. is where epigenetics come in. So, okay. So, let's uh, not
0: go there. That sounds way too complicated.
1: So, epigenetics is just <clears throat> genetics, turning genetics on and off using diet, lifestyle, and those sort of things. That's what epigenetics is. It de- describes how <clears throat> a, a, somebody who comes from a family of obese people can be slim diet
0: okay so let's talk about uh so when when people come to see you what kind of i want to say it sounds really technical but it's like what kind of diagnose diagnostic systems do you use like w- w- what what things are you looking at are you sort of like examining on their bodies like what kind of things are you listening for when they're talking to you
1: uh, so since naturopathy is a holistic thing, we do a, a lot of different things. So iridology is quite a small part of what I use. I use iridology mainly for a for confirmation if I'm unsure okay. about something. But most of the time, most people can come in, sit down and start talking to you. And we call this symptomology. You're simply using people's symptoms. You know, people come in and they're talking about, you know, I'm tired all the time. I wake up after 9-10 hours of sleep and I'm still tired. You know, especially if it's a a lady sitting in front of you, uh, me, I immediately slap on a uh, blood pressure monitor and I check the blood pressure because this is something like chronic fatigue. And so you're looking for a low blood pressure reading. And if over the period of say like an hour to an hour and a half, depending on how long the consultation goes, I might take the blood pressure two or three times. And if it's consistently low, yeah, The lady needs licorice fruit, she needs adrenal um, restorative herbs to help bring that back up and, and that's what that problem is. It's not getting nutrition and oxygenation out into the body tissues and you get this constant feeling of just exhaustion all the time and that's exhaustion mm-hmm. on a cellular level. It's what we refer to as okay. chronic fatigue. Hmm.
0: So what are, three, what are the three most common problems that people are coming to you with?
1: hypothyroidism chronic fatigue hypo is that that thing yeah your thyroid It's where you so hypothyroidism or hashimoto's it's where your thyroid is not producing enough thyroxine Um, and this can occur two ways it usually is has something to do with stress uh, stressful jobs and things like that usually it's a combination of cortisol Adrenal fatigue and stress, poor diet, and eventually the thyroid. That's usually when I use iridology. I check to see if there's a genetic weakness in the thyroid area. And if there is, you can guarantee it's a lifestyle thing. Uh, But there is another... I've sort of come to the conclusion recently that uh, there's also another way that these ladies are ending up with hypothyroidism, and that is because they end up depressed or something like that, and their doctors mistakenly put them on thyroxine. And then they artificially... Give themselves hypothyroidism and then they spend like six seven years on thyroxin and they can't get off it, uh, and they don't realize that the doctor's good intention. It was actually
0: depression. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or some doctors just give thyroxin for depression because they think it's a a uh, a symptom of. Th- hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's well, it's hypothyroidism not Hashimoto's but yeah. uh, it's interesting yeah and then years later they usually come and wow. see me because they want a natural alternative to thyroxin and you know you have uh, off the top of my head I can tell you three herbs that will help to reestablish that thyro- uh, that uh, thyroid help wake it up you know and that's uh, coleus mm-hmm. you have bladder course, uh, and you have barcopa yeah three herbs that will wake it up
0: give me two more so hyperthyroidism was one, uh, or chronic, chronic misdiagnosed,
1: fatigue. chronic yeah. fatigue, and that's uh, just a is caution. it like
0: diagnosed? Is it diagnosed chronic fatigue, uh, or it, is it like of, they turn up and they're just a mess? They're so tired because I know uh, like there's different degrees of yeah.
1: Chronic, because people fatigue, who just
0: spend all time in bed.
1: Yeah, chronic fatigue isn't really a diagnosis. I haven't met many people who've been diagnosed chronic fatigue. But it, usually you have to be in some serious, in dire straits before a doctor will say, yes, you, you're chronic fatigue. Very often they'll, they'll talk about... So it's undiagnosed. Symptoms. Yeah. It's, they don't really diagnose them very often. Uh, what else do I get? Uh, female infertility. Yeah. Which really isn't a diagnosis. What else do I get? No. Yeah, hypothyroidism is the big one. Uh, I've had a few livers... Uh, cirrhosis of mm-hmm. the liver, two cirrhosis of the livers that I can remember recently in the last probably three months. But they're quite simple to turn around with uh, milk thistle and a bit of globe artichoke, not hard to do. Mm. Uh, the body just naturally starts to reverse it. Um, so one, two, three, have you got the last one? Uh, okay. off the top of um, head. Cancer. I shouldn't say it, but cancer. Cancer, yeah. breast breast cancer. Yeah, lots of yeah. breast cancer. Get away from the deodorants, ladies. No deodorant, the magnesium. No, just you're, suppre- you're suppressing the natural flow of lymph from the, the breast tissue uh, to, the under, to where the under the arm is where the lymph node is. you spray spraying yeah. anti sweat onto the uh, onto the armpit, and the only way, the way that all the toxins come out of the breast is through the armpit right here. That's <clears throat> all the lymph vessels, which is the only way the lymph comes out of the breast. It comes out this way and it goes straight into all the lymph nodes here. You've got several lymph nodes under the arm here. And this is where it all gets to. And the quickest way in the body always takes the quickest way out and the quickest way for the body to eliminate the it's toxins armpit. sweating out the armpit. Yeah. So
0: <clears throat> this is a good one, Shani. this is a great one. So yeah. what do you recommend for deodorant? So uh, you should let I know, okay, not deodorant. Let's not say deodorant. What do you recommend? Yeah, because that is the correct word. What do you recommend so that we don't stink? I guess like when we stop eating meat though, we don't smell so much. That's right. I know this, I've yeah. done this. So that. So guys, if you're watching this, if you stink, like stop eating meat. Like I tried this, I did an experiment and it works. And the one that makes me smell the most is pork. I stink after I eat pork, so if you want to stop smelling, stop eating meat. My talk advice is,
1: is using a I'm salt there. stick, a salt and, stick. There you go. And essential oils. Essential oils. Okay. Your picks picks. So there something. you go,
0: guys. You you heard it here. Like, it just mask the smell. Don't try and stop it. Yeah,
1: don't don't try and stop yourself from sweating. That's a very natural elimination channel. Don't there's the you've got all the the main forms of uh, elimination that the body uses, and that's urination, defecation, respiration, or expectoration, which is to cough or breathe out, and then perspiration. They're the four forms of elimination, and you can't you can't suppress any of them. As soon as you suppress one. You get sick like you'd never stop yourself from urinating and you'd never stop yourself from defecating so don't stop yourself from sweating because you certainly wouldn't stop yourself from respirating because you'd be dead <laughs> pretty <laughs> quick so just Jeez. don't
0: they should put you on an ad, That's a good uh, ad right? yeah <clears throat> all right so now that we uh because we kind of on you know the modern we kind of jumped there into modern living talking about deodorants and stuff so let's just go through like some stuff that really concerns you about modern life, like modern living as a, as a naturopath, like what are the things that we're doing right now in it's almost 2020 that you just think is so just dangerous?
1: Uh, First thing that I think we need to do is uh, remove chemicals from the household. That affects everyone. Just be aware of what you're cleaning with, what you're washing with, uh and that sort of thing uh be aware of especially odors in the house like bleach and things like that it's not good uh the other thing that i would be aware of is perfumes wearing perfumes some makeups uh you know i don't know if you've ever noticed uh you know women have got the worst skin and yet men who never wear makeup never put moisturizing cream on never have got the best skin you know, uh, to take it. If you can go without it, give your face a break, give your body a break from the makeup. Um, yeah, have a a month away from the makeup. It might sound terrifying, but just give it a go. Get off, get away from the makeup. Go natural for a month and just see what it does for your skin. I guarantee you, you will break out. You know, don't think your skin yeah. is just going to come clean. It's going to break out because all of a sudden your body, uh, your body's natural elimination through the skin has been suppressed by everything that you're using, your face washes, you know, you're just suppressing, 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 and it's going to break out really badly. You've just got to let it break out, got to let the body do it. Um, My advice is if you're going to do something like that, find somebody who can provide you with kidney herbs and lymphatic herbs that will help to get everything moving because if you you do stop using face washes, or this suppression sort of uh, systems, of uh, skin conditions if you're using a lot of suppressive things like uh, steroid creams etc like that all of a sudden it'll all break out because what that tells me as a naturopath is that your lymphatic system is not draining into the into the kidneys properly you've got blockages you've got coagulations and you need to take certain herbs that will break all that up cool and that'll help okay.
0: you. Uh, another one any other modern living things that you just i'm surprised yeah. you haven't gone for food
1: well I'm, wanna, ba- like, I'm getting there. i was gonna get about... to exercise first so exercise, okay, exercise moves have do some sort of exercise don't just sit all the time the human body was not designed to sit our lymphatic system shows that we <clears> are designed <throat> to move and then food
0: yeah. it's actually interesting shawnee that like um uh they believe uh, like the last 90 years or less it could be 50 years that like um, every, most people no it's 100 years most people work from the sunrise till sunset yeah on, on an endeavor to survive so farming and you know mm. you know blacksmithing and you know it's only in yeah. the last like 100 years that we've become this 9 to 5 and, and then leisure like before that there was no leisure my
1: only my ca- caveat my only caveat to that statement is with exercise is is don't go extreme exercising because that actually takes you the other way, which means you end up damaging your body and creating so much trauma. Yeah. And then you mm. initiate that inflammation cascade going the other way. So this time it's not As in the from, army
0: for six yeah. years, man. Yeah, I understand. I yeah. still have back problems, man. Mm. Still have back problems.
1: Yeah. Well, Your back problems could be kidney problems, lower back.
0: Uh, I've got crushed disc, man. So okay. actual injuries, yeah,
1: from trauma. Because you, yeah. your kidneys from the carried. Because de- your kidneys from the dehydration would have taken a hit.
0: Yeah, massive probably.
1: dehydration. But
0: this is, uh, yeah, um, you know, heavy injury. What is it? What is it? When you, what am I thinking of? The word? Trauma. It's, um Traumatic injury. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of them, but. Yeah, but <clears throat> I wish if I could change anything, I wish I could go back and never have be been a part of like the infantry. I wish I'd taken on a much gentler role within the army, so I could have been fit. I could have been a good uh, shot, you know, because most of the people who are getting all the trophies and awards are being for shooting uh, are like, you know, non-combat roles because they have the time to train. They're not running around in the jungle or in the in the forest, you know. Mm. So yes. Sometimes I wish I had made a better choice, but yeah. But uh, sorry, so you went from exercise, so don't take exercise
1: to the other extreme extreme level. Because we we, we live in a sedentary society, so don't take it to the other extreme where, you know, things like CrossFit and bodybuilding, uh, we all look really good when we're doing it, but trust me, these people are not healthy. The amount of food and calorie intake uh, these people have to do to, in order to look like that is not healthy. Our bodies are not designed for excess. We 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 thrive during famine more so than we do during excess. And yeah. our, everything you see in our society t- today in terms of disease, it, it, it's disease is you know conditions of excess. And we know we know. pretty deep, yeah. And we know that people who who don't eat or only eat one meal a day. Are in prime condition, more so than people who are eating <clears throat> five six meals a day.
0: Do you know who you get on really well with? Is Joe Rogan? Do you know Joe Rogan, the yeah, podcaster I know Joe Rogan. slash slash everything MMA? Yeah,
1: I don't. Uh, I don't think yeah, he and I would agree also, on the meat. Uh, yeah, he
0: he's a meat eater. That uh, yeah, he's a hunter and a meat eater. But you know, you yeah. can't get along with really, But he he farts. He he absolutely. What is, what's that word? What's that word? He periodically in, fasts.
1: Intermittently fasts.
0: Intermittent fasting, yeah. So he so he doesn't eat for most of the day, and then in the afternoon, so yeah, it's it's kind of yeah.
1: cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's not that hard to do. I think the problem with uh, a lot of people, a problem that a lot of people have is is boredom. Uh, even though their mind is occupied, their body isn't. Uh, well, I wouldn't say TV really occupies the mind, but you know, they sit there and they have to be doing something while they're watching TV because it's not that in uh, it's not really that stimulating to the human. Uh, you know, I suggest gaming because yeah, but then a lot of gamers tend to be quite overweight.
0: Ah, but the problem with gaming now, man, is that like it's set to addiction level, like you know, they're, they're the design, layout, and everything. Has come straight out from psychologists working for casinos and stuff like that. And, you know, even though maybe like modern gamers now don't realize that they're doing it, but they're using the same, you know, microtransactions and, you know, free crate collections. And it's all addiction. Yeah. You know, it's, it creates an ad- addictive routine. And that's why people, you know play these games, it's addiction, so... Mm. And there's nothing else interesting going on in society, so...
1: Yeah. Because people want
0: instant gratification. mm. And it's the same with food. Food is the same. People want that hit. They don't want to feel like shit for, like, two weeks and then be a superhuman being, you know, they want to be able to eat McDonald's and they want to eat junk. And I, I don't say they, I shouldn't say they. I should say we, because I'm on this side and you're on that side, so... Do you know, so yeah. yeah, we we're opposing you Like, you know, I still I had a kebab like two days ago. So yeah, so, it, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be trying to stand on your side of the fence. So sorry.
1: But uh, um, yeah, you'll get. That. I do
0: actually have a question. I do have I have a question. So because I'm totally out of touch in what's happening in Australia. So I live in Europe. In case you know, in case someone is watching this, and <clears throat> so I live in Denmark, Europe, and in Europe smoking is cheap and everybody does it so i want to know how that's going in australia so i know australia bumped up the prices to smoking to the point where like you'd have to be on like over a hundred thousand dollars a year to be able to afford to smoke a pack a day
1: yeah a lot of people are on the poverty line because they smoke
0: because they still do it Mm. it's crazy
1: yeah look with everything we know about smoking uh i think smoking tells you a lot about a person uh, if i have a client come in and they sit down and that you can smell yeah and they haven't mentioned yeah. it like i say it to them you're a smoker They're like yeah all right you know i get ladies come in who can't have cho- who you know infertile trying to have children and i you know i say to them uh maybe you should give up the smoking and it's interesting the response is really interesting because you get comments like oh, oh yeah oh, i have yeah. a friend who did that and yeah she got pregnant And i'm like you come in to see me so we can Discuss that. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I'm like. I always
0: remember. I always remember. I worked in a pharmacy when I was younger, and there was a lady who, she was a smoker, chronic smoker, and her excuses for smoking were just wonderful. They were just brilliant. And I remember she quit one day, and she came back in and she smoked. I'm like, I thought you quit. She's like, No, you know, I don't. I'm not regular. I don't regularly if I don't smoke I just remember going wow interesting
1: that's the nicotine because caffeine has the same effect well as I
0: said to her I said do you need a coffee and a cigarette to get a poo like you I remember being young and dumb and the alarm bells and red flags in my head (laughs) like I couldn't even I couldn't hear her after that it was so loud that she 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 said that to me this is why I think like there needs to be more people like you in the world to educate people when they say that so that people can can tag or share you know an informative video like like you know naturopathic content to be able to hand that to this person and go hey like you're an idiot watch this video and you realize what you're doing to yourself
1: well, we're in the process okay, of doing that for meat at the moment. So there's been a lot of advertising, very similar to cigarettes when they've, I guess when the World Health Organization classified tobacco as a, as a human carcinogen. So a carcinogen being something that causes cancer in humans. Um, well, they've done the same wow. thing for meat. So meat is now considered a class one and a class two carcinogen. And, um, right there next to cigarettes and plutonium and a few other things, cyanide. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of advertising that came out during then, but it's taken what we're we up to now, like 40 years now for people, for like of people saying, you know, it, it's unhealthy, you know, look at the signs on a cigarette breaks, you know, it's all there showing people, but people still smoke and yeah, look, uh, meat will be the same you know there'll be a, a large majority of people who will be like who will see the health benefits will understand yes i need to get away from the meat um like the same with the cigarettes um i don't obviously there's not going to be the stigma around uh meat as there was around the cigarettes but uh yeah because you, know, the- you can still
0: eat a you can still eat like a steak in a restaurant and not step people see this is nothing then you, you have to like here in europe you can smoke a cigarette at an outside restaurant like if you're at an outside restaurant you can light up a cigarette once you finish your food
1: yeah right but the problem
0: is is especially places like say if you're in Copenhagen and you're in Newhound which is like when you see a picture of Copenhagen and you see like the the orange and red buildings with the boats like so that's Newhound and it's full of restaurants and um, people can be sitting here like the the dining is so tight and squished like You are sitting on top of each other. You're sitting within, you know, there's six people within a very small area. And like, you know, it's like three groups of strangers. They're sitting at different tables, but they're so close. And if one person strikes up a cigarette, everybody is affected. The thing is, it's so common here that most people don't say a thing. But as an Australian, like, like I'm ready to make them eat it, you know? So... (laughs) it's interesting the difference in opinions,
1: Yeah, you know in Australia
0: we very much have a like smoking is a bad thing, do not do that it's offensive, like you may as well you know, hang a dump on the pavement next to me, that's how offensive (laughs) it is that you're smoking, yeah but here in Denmark everyone's just like cigarette butts man everywhere Everywhere. Uh, but anyway yeah so that's what my, this is one thing I uh, being on the other side of the fence here and the one thing that I've about modern living is is definitely
1: cigarettes. So I just want to finish Thank answering you. your question, man. So the last yeah. thing was diet. There's one last thing I want to add to the diet part, and that is choose food products, not food-like products. So don't go for manufactured foods, so tinned foods. Don't go for, uh, yeah. ham. Yeah, well, that comes in the, under the meat. I think we've beaten on meat. Believe it or not, yeah. pasta. Pasta, you can't pick it off a bush, a tree, or pull it out of the ground. It's not food. Uh, it's not real food. Uh, noodles are the same. Anything like that, just stay away from it while you're you're getting yourself on. But isn't it like corn and
0: corn and water? and Isn't pasta yeah. just like bread, pastry? Yeah, pasta it's very, very similar.
1: Pastry? I would prefer somebody same, goes for like rice because okay. rice is actually a food. You can pick rice off a bush. Um, So that's sort of what I'd prefer people to go for. I mean, you can still go and eat it occasionally, but if it's a staple part of your diet, if it's something you're consistently doing, you need to change pasta, don't do it. Um, The body doesn't really recognize it as a food, not like a vegetable or a fruit, uh, like rice and things like corn um, and all those sort of beans, legumes, nuts and seeds the the body recognizes them because they're in their natural form they haven't been processed or milled or anything like that so it recognizes it i would advise people to stick to that sort of kind of food consistently and then enjoy the odd bit of other things like pasta etc um other times or you know less frequently because it, it comes down to consistency it's what you do consistently that matters you know what you do once yeah. a fortnight or once a month is not important but what you're doing consistently that's
0: right, what matters. i got one last question okay. one last question man and I'll let you go because I know you're like eight hours in front and it's probably getting late because the, the sun just decided to come up into our winter day so I know it's definitely late in the day so it's around ten <laughs> thirty now so all right, so the last one is: what are some reactions on naturopathy that people have? Negative ones, I guess. And I just wanted, I just I just wanted to sort of point out how they're wrong, or maybe their their attitude is like maybe they don't have enough information. So, what are some of the things that people say to you, and you just go oh, like you're trying to think it, you're trying to place naturopathy with like surgical procedures? Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so first of all, I think uh, the, the the biggest misconception is that it doesn't work. Uh, and I think a lot of people, they hump naturopathy into the same category as homeopathy, or they get them mixed up, or they think they're the same thing. Uh, yeah. Homeopathy Do you, you want to quickly
0: say the difference? Say yeah, how, so ho- difference?
1: homeopathy is vibrational medicine. So what they do is they take a substance and they dilute it down to like virtually there's nothing left of the actual thing so let's take a herb like saint mary's thistle they'll dilute saint mary's thistle tincture right down to virtually uh, it's so dilute that the actual herb is no longer there just the essence that's homeopathy uh naturopathy is where you're actually using the herb so you soak the herb in alcohol the alcohol is the only thing well that well, it's not the only thing, but it's the best thing for bringing the herb medicine out of the plant. Okay. Uh, it draws it out. So you need high In quality... In the same way that
0: tea and hot water, I
1: guess. Yeah, yeah exactly like okay. that. So the alcohol depends on, over on weeks. the herb. No, it depends what sort of process. Some processes, it can okay. be 12 to 24 hours with percolation. Maceration so
0: can take a, home a few weeks. So homopathy is like taking the essence of the plant and then trying to...
1: And using it uh, yeah have use this,
0: use that for preventative yeah. medicine compared to like actually using the real yeah. raw plant and their the real in alcohol
1: yeah and their principle is very different to naturopathy so homeopathy is like cures like whereas naturopathy we just we, we don't really have a principle preventative like that. medicine. yeah it's preventative yeah. we simply we work with the body's natural ability to heal uh, every herb uh, in the the pharmacopoeia has a specific body system that it's designed for, and it has certain actions that it does. So take the the wonder herb, Echinacea. Everyone's heard of Echinacea. Echinacea is known for being an immune herb. But what it also is, it's a lymphatic mover. Uh, It's also, Lister's is is, is huge what it can do. I primarily use it as a lymphatic herb. Now, interestingly enough, your immune system, it, it, it resides primarily in your lymphatic system. And that is because your lymphatic system surrounds every tissue and every cell of your body. That's why I say the immune system is in the lymphatic system. Um,
0: okay. Let's go. On, let's get back to, uh, so that's the difference between naturopathy and homeopathy and people get that mixed up.
1: That's the one um, uh, big one. It doesn't and, work. And, that's another one. Yeah. Okay and well the amount of clinical evidence that has gone into her herbal medicine and now we don't even need to justify that question anymore people no. say somebody makes that statement i just kind of laugh to myself and uh, if they want a response i say go check google scholar go look into the you know national institutes of health go look at their library go look at pubmed anything like that you'll find lots and lots on herbal medicine Textbooks and textbooks on the stuff, all verified, you know, proper teaching textbooks, which are all verified as well by medical doctors and things like that. Which I don't know why they need to be verifying that. Uh, no, you'll find it's now that this, but there's an entire wing of the medical industry called functional medicine, which is beginning to use yeah. the same stuff. Um, yeah, there's a lot of medical doctors getting dual degrees in naturopathy, so that they can use herbal medicine like therapeutic grade. Because a lot of the therapeutic grade manufacturers in the world will not sell to anybody but a qualified naturopath. So the stuff you get down the ph- down the pharmacy, down the chemist that you're picking off the wall, it's not therapeutic grade. It's not What, about- um,
0: what other reactions do people have?
1: um <clears throat> negative ones so most people are just pig-headed and are just so entrenched in the medical system that they don't want to know they don't even want to yeah. know so, yeah
0: yeah that's what i was going to say to you as well is that most most people like they don't even understand medical uh like you know modern medicine never mind like you know
1: now the interesting thing about
0: naturopathy and stuff like that
1: The interesting thing about yeah. modern medicine is a lot of the a lot of the medicines that we ha- get they're actually derived from plants and what they've done is yeah. they've taken they've taken the active ingredient in the plant medicine they've isolated it made a synthetic version patented and then sell it to the public so they just copy yeah. nature the problem is yeah. is that when you isolate plant medicine into a single chemical like paracetamol this is just an example or codeine there you go let's say codeine or morphine morphine comes from poppy seeds um Mm. there is a we have californian poppy tincture it does the exact same thing it will make you fail a drug test too but um it's morphine that's where Mm. morphine comes from it comes from californian poppy seed and um there are plenty of other examples as well now a lot of side effects to morphine and not just addiction but a lot of side effects to morphine
0: yeah like you can't pee that's my one
1: yeah you can't yeah, none of that comes with poppy seed and it's the same with other mm. other things as well you a lot of the side effects that you get from um, pharmaceutical medicine is because they isolated the can the, the main active constituent ingredient. Yeah, yeah. and when you do that all in a. Well, the reason you don't get that in a plant is because in a plant, you it, the plant isn't an isolated chemical. It's like a complex of all different enzymes, chemicals, yeah. biochemicals, uh, cofactors, all these other things, and you, you get like a nutrition in them as well. And that seems to somehow negate the negative effects that the the on its what's happening to the chemical on its own. Does that make sense? Yeah yeah
0: okay so what's uh what's the one okay last last question what's the one bit of advice you would give to someone who who's not uh who's ready to make a change who really is wanting to disconnect from that modern lifestyle you know eating dietary wise let's say dietary wise you know maybe they got some small health problems like you know uh What's that thing when you get redness around your nose, like
1: uh, rosacea?
0: Yeah, let's say, bro. Well, rosacea is more of a—it's not like a, a dietary problem, is it? Really, is it? That's just. Oh, okay. There you go. So, rose... Yeah. So maybe from too much drinking, you know, they got bad skin. You know, maybe a bit overweight. They got that lifestyle weight, and they're ready to make a change. <clears throat> what's, a, what's the? What's the? What's What's your advice? What's the first thing they
1: should do? Uh, the first, first and most important thing that I recommend is getting support. Close second is remove everyone from your life who is giving, causing you to, to well, or who is enabling this poor lifestyle in you. You need to get new friends, new social circles. You need to find people who are doing what you want to do and hang with them. That's what you need to do um if you're in a situation where you know you're going to be ridiculed for what you're doing or it's going to cause friction just do it quietly don't 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 make a fuss out of it don't make a a big proclamation about how you're changing just change and that comes to the third cool. one don't talk about it just do it yeah cool talk is Makes cheap a change. yeah talk, is, talk cheap. is cheap yeah
0: awesome all right Sean so thanks very much for giving us your time Um, so we'll probably catch up again. So, um, so guys, if you're watching, expect to expect more content. So we, we just wanted to get to know Sean for, uh, this episode, next episode, I think we'll sit down and we'll go really in depth about fasting. So what it feels like, how to do it, how to get started. So watch out for that. Uh, look out for a post and I'll give you a date of when that will appear on Social media. All right, guys. Thanks for your time.
1: All right, all right. See you later. See you, bro. See you, Johnny. You have a good night, uh, day. I'm at night, your day. See you later, buddy. See ya.